And good day, everybody. This is Paris B, a.k.a. The Reb. Somebody asked me, what does The Reb stand for? Well, literally, literally and figuratively, uh, literally, it means a Reb, as in the appellation given to a member of the Jewish faith as a, uh, as a, a term of respect. Reb so-and-so, or Bible uh, could mean a Rebbo, but not a rebel in a negative way, a rebel in a positive way. Not a rebel without a cause, but a rebel with a cause. The Reb, a rebel against a society without meaning, values, and purpose. A rebel against nonsense, nourishkeit, and uh, things which stand in the way of a person being the best that they can, achieving all that they can. So when we um, use that term, which was actually a term which was coined by a friend of mine, passed away you know, a couple of years ago, very, very interesting fellow. And when we began discussing the type of work that I do and the venues in which I do it in terms of media, whether it be platform speaking or broadcast media, radio, television, film, broadcasting, and all points west, he said, the Reb. I said, what do you mean? He says, you are the Reb. And we went into it, and it really just kind of fit. So I uh, kind of adopted the, uh, the nom de plume. The Reb with a cause. And that means a rebel against a society that, that looks upon things that are Kurdish and Tahor with the Harvard Lampoon philosophy. I don't know if you're old enough to remember the Harvard Lampoon, but to them, nothing was Kurdish. Everything could be made Khoizik, make fun of. As we know, there are um, those groups that do that today. And all, all, unfortunately, as I think it was Henry David Thoreau who once said, most men live lives of quiet desperation. I think you would have to revamp that today that most people live lives of noisy desperation. Their desperation and their noise is all over the place. And we have to suffer through it. Unless, of course, you choose to tune out from those things, which we should, instead of becoming addicted to it. The first thing you do when you walk in the car is turn on and, and hear, you know, schnucklehead in the morning. What do you got to hear? What do you have to hear that nonsense? I mean, I've really tried to wean myself away from some of the early morning talk shows where it's just a gathering of Lutzanus. Uh, even though there's some interesting things on there, I've tried to wean myself, wean myself away from it. And, and why shouldn't you when you've got J-Root? J-Root, the station that listens to you, and this is Paris B, the guy that listens to you, and you listen to us, and we listen to you, you talk to us, we talk to you. And I want you to support J-Root. I want you to support J-Root for the following reasons. One, it's there for you. Two, it delivers phenomenal programming, not the least of which is my own. The program in which talks to you, speaks to you, addresses the issues that you care about. There are many venues you could listen to. But when you choose to listen to J-Root, you're putting yourself in a position to say, I want to listen up. I want to be better. So what I want to ask you right off the start of the program, before we get going, if you've got a business, I want you to sponsor one of the programs, including mine or anybody else's or the news or that I'm doing, there's the shim or anything else. Or... Just be a J-Root sponsor. Say, I love your programming. I mean, Lahabu, PBS does it all the time. They've got the most nourishing, stupid, wacko, kooky, nutsy, anti-any-value uh, stuff that you could ever imagine. Not the least of which is, you know, that, that, that one where you got this guy who sounds like a farmer and they sing these nutty songs. And I mean, it, I mean, I, 
sometimes I listen to it, I wonder, I mean, have we really stooped that low? I have to pull myself away just to realize, I just wanted to see what was on there, but boy, why did I even go near it? And they have people calling in, you can wear a shopping bag with a picture of a pickle and your Aunt Pelle on it, what do you do? Who cares? Here, the channels, they're wonderful programming. And the biggest asset is that when you finish listening to a program, you walk away with something that you can utilize in your own life. Let me give you a very good example, a great example right here. And then after that, I want to get to something that I was reminded of by a very dear friend of mine who listens to the program. And um, I have a country, a number of them, which I want to start sending out to. I know I, I have told people I'm going to send things out, and some I did and some I didn't yet, but this is something I can send out to you, whether this volume or another edition of one of the Kushrises by Rabbi Pam, Avon Pam's the broker. The one I have in front of me now is called A Peaceful Home. I want you to listen to some of the insights from it, and then being there, I want to send you either a copy of that. It's a very concise pamphlet. That were some other things that uh, they adapted from the Ra's works. They are life-changing, elevating, uplifting, and you will feel transformed. And I want to just tell you that we're going to be looking at that in a moment. But I want to tell you one of the things that you stand to gain is something that you have right at your fingertips here in Jeru. And that is, you'll find guides, guides to life, spiritual guides, to assist you if you're going through any difficult problems. And Allah Maisa, in this week's portion, Tazria, we are actually made aware of the benefit of finding a spiritual guide to assist you if you suffer or you're going through any life challenges. I can tell you, having a Rebbe that knows who you are and can be tuned in to what what you're going through and not just give you token advice, but advice that makes sense for you to lead you out of the, the maze and the muck and mire of things you might be stuck in at the moment. And where do you see that? Where do you see it in this week's Parsha? Where do you see in this that the coin shall see him on the seventh day this idea that we should try to find a spiritual guide to assist you if you suffer? So I'm going to tell you because I don't think I would have had a clue had not my dear friend Rabbi Zelopiskin pointed it out. The Torah requires a coin to be the one to make the decision about whether or not a person is afflicted with saras. And why is that? So that's because the Kahanim were people that were spiritual. Spiritual people who taught Chachma, wisdom to others, they gave it over to them, infused them with them, inspired them with it. They'd be able to advise those afflicted to check through their behavior and to correct their faults. They would also teach the person how to pray to a Kaddish Baruch to Daven. Yes, we have to learn how to Daven. And moreover, the Kahanim, they themselves were daven for the welfare of the person that was in distress. And this Forno points that out. Now, this is a lesson for somebody who finds that a Kaddish Baruch who has sent him or her a particular affliction. Could be anything. Could be with Parnassah, could be with family, could be with parents at risk, could be with kids at risk, could be with health, could be with anything. You know, the world is chock full of challenges. 
remember there was a coffee, chock full of coffee, what is it, chock full of nuts is that heavenly coffee, well, it was heavenly, I don't think they drink coffee in heaven, but it was meant to suggest that it was really nice coffee and they'd like it, you have a geschmack, all right, but the world is chock full of challenges, not, yeah, not to mention some of the kooks, I guess those are chock full of nuts, cuckoo, cuckoo nuts, but you got to stay away from them. Meanwhile, the world is filled with challenges, and you don't need me to tell you that. But whatever you're going through right this second, if you look for a spiritual guide who'll be able to point out areas in which you can improve yourself, so ask that person for advice on what to dominate for, and ask that person to dominate for you. And those who follow this procedure, we are told, will gain much from the suffering. The suffering will give a, an impetus for you to dominate for somebody else and somebody to dominate for you. Now, that's something you should have in terms of your local rabbi, a, uh, a Rosh Hashiva, a Rebetzin, a, a dear friend, or a guide, a guidance counselor, or a, or a coach, or a talk show radio horse, like, you know, rather than a good friend, rather than Mordecai Weinberg, who's right there for you, or yours truly, Peretz Bing, the Reb. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. I remember giving your schmooze once, years and years ago. And it was on the subject often mis misinterpreted about why good people suffer and why sometimes those people that are perceived as bad seem to prosper. And I remember researching it and coming up with a lot of very interesting <clears throat> support for the uh, the Torah view of that, of that, you know, we can't really understand it in the Manashem ways and that ultimately you do see the reward and punishment. But you have to be able to weather, weather the, the the storms of tests in our moon and Batachim, which Hashem gives us, just to see how committed we are to Him. Because He loves us. And to the great reward that He has waiting for us, that there's bracha really inherent in it, just waiting for you, weather that that test at the moment. And I remember this fellow was, um, what was my point that I was going to make here? The fellow was just talking about how Hashem never gives a person a test that they can't pass. And if you just stay with it, have a moon and talk to Hashem, you'll see, you'll be able to weather it. And the person has to look at the situation that they're in as Kivaltic and look at it as an opportunity to grow and strike and know that Mazel can be changed through Tilah. And even if there is something, even if Mazel is, is taking hold on a person, that can be changed. There's a great story somebody sent me. I think it was um, dealing with embracing Shabbos. Tell me if you've seen this story. It had to do with a fellow who considered himself to have bad mazel, loathing. And somehow he discovered the Sar HaMazel, whoever was in charge of creating mazel, somehow, we, we, all, we all know that Hashem controls everything and dictates to the mazel is what's supposed to be, and they have a certain sphere of influence, but it's not independent of a Kaddish world we know that there's no such thing as anything independent of what a Kaddish worker wants. But let's say that we understand that the Mazalas have this um, hashbaz or influence, not independent of the Kaddish worker, but a hashbaz that they gave them, okay? But a person can rise above that, and Shiva can overcome that. But this person had a particular mazal which he wasn't happy with. So he decided he was going to visit the Sar mazal, the one in charge of, of, of mazal. As he's walking through the woods on his way to this mysterious journey of elevation, uh, 
and seeking fulfillment in life to, to get a better marvel, encounters a tree. And the tree asks where he's going, and he tells the tree, I'm on my way to visit the Sora Marvel. And he says, oh, oh, please, can you help me? I, I, the tree says, I'm not been able to bear fruit. And I am a fruit-bearing tree. I so long to bear the fruit that I, I know that I'm capable of giving. Well, said the fellow, I'll be sure to speak to the Sora Marvel about that. Of course. And then along the way... He met a princess. She said, Oh, I am so forlorn, so unhappy. I seem to have everything, but I am missing that which would give me the greatest happiness. Please, could you find a way to change my mother's? And indeed, he decided he would ask the Sora Marvel for the princess. And then, just as he was about to get to the Sora Marvel, there's a lion. <laughs> Please help me, sir. Said the lion, if you can imagine the lion speaking. Of course, Derek Mushroom's still so loud, right? Well, what can I do for you, my, my dear lion? Oh, if you could help me speak to the sire, my love. I am so unhappy. <laughs> All right. Don't worry, my, my dear friend, you poor lion. I will speak to Saramazel and see what we can do. So he went and he met the Saramazel. Now, <laughs> what happened? Uh, come on, I really don't know what happened. I remember most of the story. I know I shouldn't do this to you. He went, no, oh, yeah, and the Saramazel um, told him what he had to do. Oh, I know what I know what it was. I know what it was. I left out some major parts of the story. Sorry about that. Listen to this. Show this. Back it up. Remember, he went to the tree. He went to the princess, and he went to the to the um, to the lioness. Okay, to the lion. And did this happen before or after? All right. Let, let, let's see. We'll figure it out together. Oh, anyway, yeah. Here's what happened. So he was given advice. By the um, Metastar model. So he went back and he told the tree, he told the tree that the Star model said that the problem was that there was a, a vast treasure buried under the tree, and that was inhibiting the growth of the roots, which would cause the fruit to grow. So, so the um, tree says, Oh, that's great. So, listen, why don't you please just remove the treasure? You keep it, take it, take the treasure. And you can have it. And um, and I'll be able to grow, grow fruit. He says, I, I can't. I have to go take care of my own mazel. I, I can't. I, I can't. I, I just don't have time. I'll take care of my own mazel. So he didn't remove the treasure because he didn't have time just to worry about the mazel. They saw the princess. They told the princess, yes, the star mazel said you should get married and that will um, relieve the pain that you're going through. Just get married. And then everything will be great. She says, oh, well, then will you marry me? And he said, I, I, I'd like to. I just really don't have time. i got to take care of my own mazel. So he, he left this opportunity to marry a, a wonderful Balas Midos, attractive princess. And uh, he left that. Then, in search of his own mazel, he went and he saw the lion. The lion said, no, 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 no. He said, oh. 
Well, let's see, the Sarah Mazel said that you, you should eat, you should eat somebody that doesn't appreciate their own Mazel and their own opportunities, and then it'll be great to you. God, I gotta be on my way. Oh, one second. <laughs> and he ate a guy, and that was the end of that. And then that story. What is the muscle, my friends? Well, you know what the muscle is. What's the nimshal? Come on. It's powerful. It's beautiful. Call me now. Tell me what the nimshal is. What did you learn from it? And are we a bit like that? Isn't he a bit like you and me? Yeah, yes. Okay, you don't have to know where that song is from, but I'm Maven Yavin. I would like to send you The Peaceful Home by Rabbi Palm with another one of his um, pamphlets that uh, Rabbi Sean Smith was nice enough to send me, and then I want to read to you an excerpt from the pamphlet. But I'd like you to call me right now, tell me what is the nimshu and what I just told you about the fellow that went to improve his mazel and counted a tree that wasn't bearing fruit, inhibited by a treasure that could have been removed and given to this fellow, a princess who was unhappy and really needed to get married and who could have married this fellow or this fellow could have married and the lion that was unhappy and what happened. What is the initial? How does it apply to our lives? What does it mean to you? Call me now, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. I want you to donate to JRoot, 718-951-1300, 718-951-1300. If you like what you're listening to and like the things on JRoot, get on board, make a donation right now. This is the time, 718-951-1300. And I, Terrence B., a.k.a. The Reb, for the first five people that call, if you have an event, no matter what size, and you'd like somebody to come and speak and give you an inspirational schmooze, I'd be happy to do it. We'll set it up. We'll make it great. You can call me at my hotline, 848-221-4605. The two numbers right now you want to call to call in are 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858 to respond to the initial, the muscle that you just heard, and to donate to JRoot, 718-9-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-
E-I-C-H-L-E-R. Just a moment. I have to get a pen. I'm sorry. Well, that was great. The mazel is right there I'm in sorry, front of us. The opportunity is right there in front of us. I'm sorry. What E-I- is it? Yes. E-I-C-H. E, like Edward? E, like Eichler or Edward. I. E-I. When a guy says his name is Edward, he says, yeah, E, like Eichler. E, what's the answer to the E? I. Like instant? C. C, like candy? Yes. H. Oh, Eichler. Right. Oh, Very I didn't good. get that. Eichler, yes. Right, media, M-E-D-I-A, at gmail.com. I want to send you a... Eichler Media at gmail. Dot com. Yeah. And I'd like to send you out something. Uh, token of What's your first Jerry. name? Perez Baruch, a.k.a. The Reb. Aaron Baruch? Are you related to the Eichler from the Eichler store? It's just like that. It's, uh, not that. Okay. Thanks so much for the call and a great, great answer. Hi, Perez B with you. How are you? Really? Oh. Listen, our number here is 718-683-5858, Great answer. Have you ever seen anybody or encountered a situation where an opportunity wasn't taken and was right there in front of them? And we all have to look at ourselves. And you know what? Seize the opportunity. Take time to think about it, but when it's there, realize... Everything you have is right in front of you. Wow, this is fantastic. I have to, I, really, I'm going to motivate myself today to get on the case and do this. At any rate, I wanted to just read you one thing from Rabbi Palm. Then we're going to sign off a little bit early today, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to tell you why soon. For good things, Mr. Shem. Listen to this. Listen to this by, by Rabbi Tom. Um, the person to do chesed with words. The very foundation of the world is chesed. One doesn't necessarily need large sums of money or amounts of free time to do chesed. Chesed can be accomplished with a kind word or a short compliment. For example, a wife prepares a sumptuous seven-course gourmet dinner, but one side dish got a little over-salted. So does the husband say, wow, this is delicious, or he goes, um, uh, you know, that was really just a little too much salt in that there? Is it fair to overlook the hours? of thought and preparation that went into the meal and harp only on the fact that one dish was too salty. Complimenting a good meal can do wonders for the cook, whoever it might be, including one's spouse or mother or mother-in-law. Heads up, everybody. Many people tend to overlook the basic expression of gratitude for services rendered. The story is told of a farmer's wife who would prepare the daily meals for the hired help on the farm it never received any compliments for our efforts, says Rabbi Tom. One day, when the workers returned from the field to their meal, their meals, they noticed a large pail of hay on the table. Puzzled, they asked the woman, what was the pail doing there? She replied, it seems that you never noticed what you eat, so I thought I'd feed you hay like the farm animals get. Oh, you do notice what you eat? Really? But Shlomo Hyman was not only a Gaon and Torah scholarship, but a Tamachachim and Midos said that when he became seriously ill with a disease that eventually took his life, he had to undergo major surgery. After the surgery, the doctors told him that he would have to make radical changes in his diet. His food would have to be free of any salt, spices, and the like. He turned to his wife and said, Feige, the doctor said that all my food has to be blend. Will you be able to cook without Tom? 
It was a suitable compliment, one who appreciated by his wife, because he knew, and she knew, that she cooked to please him. And she didn't know how to cook without Tom because she was so thoughtful. A person should not let opportunities to do chesed with words slip by. So let's make it a goal today to take advantage of the opportunities in front of us to do chesed with words. And next time we speak, I want you to come back and tell me a story about how you use words to do chesed to somebody. Think about today starting to do chesed to somebody with words. Anybody, a friend, a spouse, a child, a parent, an in-law, an associate, or somebody that you just met. Think about it. How to do chesed with words and then come back to me with your stories next week. This is Paris Park and Ripsovia Levy. Thank you for joining us on J-Root. Please support J-Root. Whether as a sponsor of a program or my program, call and say I want to sponsor the Reb, anybody else's program, or just stop to give a donation and say, I really like what you do. 718-951-1300. 718-951-1300. The first five people that come in, call. I will come to enter and give a private rusher, either one-on-one or to a group of any size that you have at your home or gathering for the first five people that call in and make a donation. Just make sure you let them know that's where you called. 718-951-1300. And you can reach me at my email for any comments, thoughts that you have at Eichler Media, E-I-C-H-L-E-R Media, at gmail.com. I wish you a phenomenal day. Nisan is coming. Anissa Migla, Anissa Migala will be redeemed in the future. It's still it's Adar. Make Adar as happy as you can for you and for somebody else. Bring simply to somebody. Use your words to do chesed. Remember, in the words of Hillel, the rest is commentary. Now, go and learn!